Hello and welcome to Pepip's World. said, Jeremy, you're right. I do have an intriguing name. And so here we are. And that is what I'm going to share with you today. You see, it all started many years ago. My parents were visiting Italy. My mother she was 11 and a half months pregnant. I was a stubborn child even then. So my parents were in Italy and they were looking around for a bite to eat for lunch. They happened upon this little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the place with the round uh, the sauce. Uh, what, Nebuchadnezzar? Pizzeria. Yes, the pizzeria. Yes, so they happened upon this little pizzeria. There was a little hole in the wall, essentially. There were only a few other people dining in there. So they decided that they would go in and see what the place had to offer. As my father placed the order, my mother doubled over in pain. It seemed that little Pepep was ready to come out. He did not want to stay in there for a full year. So my mother, she was laying on the ground, crippling in pain and discomfort. <clears throat> my father he was bewildered. He did not know whether to help my mother or pick up his order. He did not want his pizza getting cold, you see. So he shouted for assistance. He said, is there a doctor in this house? And as it would happen, there was a physician right at the next table eating a calzone and dining with him was an artery of the Republic. So they came over. My mother writhing on the ground. 
struggling to come out to the world. And the physician called her. He said, sit her down and me say, I'll get a little baby out. And he did. Pepep came to the world with a smile on his face and with a natural born love for pizza. And the notary public was there to make sure all of the paperwork was completed legally and accurately. And you know, up until this time, my parents did not have a name picked out for me quite yet. This was back before the days of modern ultrasounds. So they had no idea whether I was going to be a boy or a girl. They decided they would leave it upon my birth to pick my name. So the time was now. The notary public was there. The doctor was there. My parents were there. And most importantly, I was there. So the notary asked my father, Sir, who after do you need this baby to be named? And my father, with a mouth full of pizza, could not mutter a word. And just at that time, another woman was placing her order for pizza. When she realized, she forgot to mention the toppings that she wanted. So she yelled out to the order taker, a pepperoni and a pepperoncini. And don't you know, that's exactly what the notary wrote on my birth certificate. Yes. I was named Pepperoni Pepperoncini. As you can imagine, my childhood was challenging. So my parents had to shorten it to Pepep to make it more appealing and easier to pronounce for my friends, teachers, and associates. So that's how Pepep got his name. And that brings me to this week's point. You know, it doesn't matter what people are named. They're still people. Nobody should ever be made fun of because of their name. If you've ever made fun of a person because of their name. You should call that person up and apologize. As a matter of fact, I have to remind myself to do that the next time I see Jeremy. Mm -hmm.
types of work. Hi, everybody. Nebuchadnezzar says hello. So I thought this week would be a wonderful time to revisit the moment when Nebuchadnezzar, his life, and mine collided. You see, it was many years ago, a team of crack adventurers whom I led was enlisted by the United States president at the time. That's back when real men were presidents. Anyways, apparently a field crew got lost in the forests of Borneo. And there's reason to believe, or there was reason to believe, <clears throat> that this film crew was in mortal danger. As back in those days, Borneo was filled with cannibals. So my team of crack adventurers, you know, as a matter of fact, we used to go by the name of the Fearless Five because there was no job that we were too afraid to do. On a side note, we wanted to be called the Fab Five, but that no good Yoko Ono threatened to sue us. So we had to take the Fearless Five. In the end, it wound up being a more accurate representation. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. Once our team arrived in Borneo, we trek miles and miles deep into the forests of this island in Southeast Asia. We came across all manner of animal and plants. We eventually came across a village. And as we entered this village, we noticed scattered all about the landscape were bones, many of which looked human. We were on our guard, you can bet it. As we progressed through this village, we came to the center of town, and there was a gigantic pot in the middle of town, with wood piled up all around it. the wood was on fire. Inside the pot was a bubbling brew. I could see carrots in there and onions. It looked pretty good, if you ask me. But alas, I asked the tribesmen, what is this here? And the tribesmen said to me, Pep-Pep, we are having a very big fist tonight. And I said, a fist? What do you mean, man? He said, no feast. A feast? I said, I see. So what are you making? A big pot of chicken noodle soup? And if that's the case, I'll be sure to join you. He said, no, Pep-Pep, no soup. We cook. And at that moment, the film crew was being ushered from another little hut 
wrapped in chains. They're being paraded uh, to the pot in the center of town. Just then, a bunch of villagers pounced upon us. And we were fighting this way and that way. Punches were landing this way and over there. <clears throat> we were able to free ourselves, but unfortunately, the film crew was still being led to the pot. So we told them, leave this film crew go, and we'll give you this pig that we captured. And they did not want that pig. They wanted us. And at this exact moment, a young child stepped between myself and the village elder. He was a horribly scarred boy, totally disfigured, hideous. But he looked at us and he said, don't fight, there's a other solution here. And I said, what are you talking about, young man? And the little boy said, we'll make chicken noodle soup, just like Pepep said. And I said, wise boy. And the village elder said, wise boy indeed. <clears throat> so we wound up having chicken noodle soup, all of us around the big boiling pot together. It was a very wonderful time, if I do say so myself. But at the end of dinner, the village elder came to me, you see, and he said, Pepip, now that the horribly disfigured boy saved your life, you owe him yours. Take the boy with you. And I said, holy cow, what am I going to do with this boy? He said, raise him as your own. He'll become a trusty assistant one day. And I said, you know what? I could use some help around the place. I'm getting older, you see. So I said, fine, deal. And that's it. The little boy came with me back to the United States. I asked him his name. And he said it was Nebuchadnezzar. And I said, Indeed, you are Nebuchadnezzar. And since that day, I raised little Nebuchadnezzar as my own. He's still terribly disfigured and horribly ugly. And that's why his voice sounds so strange, because his vocal cords are completely restricted at all times. Or constricted at all times. And that is it. The story of how Nebuchadnezzar came into my life. And it has been for the better for both of us, if I do agree. You're the best, Pep Pep. Indeed. So, that's my story for this week. I thank you for joining me. Please, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to my channel so you can stay up to date with everything that Pepep has going on. Bye.